Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. And I'm glad to be speaking to you tonight on week number two of the Grow series. And uh, I don't know about you, but I want to grow. I want to grow as a Christian. I have not attained the, the, the perfect Christian status yet. Amen? I, I'm not even close. In fact, on a 1 to 10, sometimes I think I'm about a 1.5. And I'm trying to get to 1.6, and it's just so far away. But, but I want to grow as a Christian. I want to grow as a Christian. And uh, that's what this series is all about is because we need to grow. We need to grow. And, uh, you know, this, this subject tonight uh, that I want to speak to you about is something that I believe we as Christians need to all grow in. Uh, this is not an easy subject. It's not an easy subject or topic that's, that's easy to grow in because it takes a lot of work uh, to do this. It takes a lot of effort to really get into this. Uh, uh, t- but, but this is an area that we all need to grow in. And in, in fact, if, if you read the Bible or study the Bible or even just think about Jesus, uh, this is an area that this was, this was what he was all about. He was all about this topic or all about this area. And it's something that we all need to grow in. And I call it this. I call it othering. I know it's not a word. It's not a dictionary. It's a new verb. It's called othering. Say that with me. Say othering. 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 It's a new word. I want you to get up. I want you to think about this verb called othering. It's something that we need to get into. See, in 2017, it's all about me. It's all about me. I mean, I want my will. I mean, I want my way. I want it my way, right away. I don't, I don't want to have to wait on it. I want it because in 2017, if you look around the, the world or you look around and you look at people, it's all about you. It's all about me. It's all about mine. Can I get this? Can I have that? I, I've got to get this. And we forget that, that really Christianity should be about others. It should be about othering. But, but to, to us in 2017, it's, it's all about me. It's all about what I want. What can I get out of this? What, what can I have? But, but we need to get into this deal called othering. In, in fact, Jesus was all about othering. The Lord of lords, God Almighty, King of kings. Imagine it. It could have been all about him. I mean, I mean at the beginning in, in Genesis, he could, have, he could have created us all and put a program inside each one of us that just forced us to, to make it all about God. All, every day, all day long, he could have created us and said, you know what, all I want them to do is I want them to make their life all about me. Uh, and, and Jesus could have programmed us that way, but he, he didn't program us like that. I mean, he had the opportunity to. He was the one that created us. He's the one who, who thought about us and designed us, but he made us with our own will and our own desires, and, 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 and that's how he did, but he could have easily, that, so, so what I want to talk about tonight is othering, because Jesus was the perfect model for othering. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, for even the Son of Man came not to be served. I mean, you, you put yourself in Jesus' shoes, right? You are making humanity, right? How are we going to make it? Okay, they're going to serve me. 
That's right. I mean, that's, it's all, it's going to be all about me. That, that's how we would have done it. But the, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, gee, he, he, he says, he says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, say that with me, serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The, the life of Jesus was never about Jesus. It was about others. It was about, it was about the person on the side of the road as he passed. It was about the disciples. It, it was about, you know, he, are, he hardly ever, you hardly ever see it where he's like, whoa, I'm the man. You know, you, know, you constantly are seeing him and in, in, in seeing him in serving people. And, and his life was all about others. It's all about others. It's why he came in the first place. The reason he came to the earth was about others. It was about you. It was about me. He came to die on a cross. Did he have to? He, he could have been the king of kings, Lord of lords, and sit in heaven for, for eternity and watch as the angels did their part and we did our part. And, but no, he says, you know what? No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to create and I'm going to come into this world and, and, and I'm going to show them that my life is not about me. It's about others. And he was trying to model something. And, and if there is ever an area that we need to grow in, it is, it's about othering. It's, it's about making our life be about other people. How, how can I help you? What can I do for you instead of what can I do for me? What, what do I need? What, what do you need? And as Christians, we, we need to live a life, uh, uh, living a life for others, living a life for others. And that's this new verb I want us to, to, to catch tonight. It's called othering. It's called othering. It's called othering. See, we've been ushering for too long. We're the greatest ushers on the planet. I mean, we, 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 we are all about ushing. We, we are all, I mean, selfies. You know, taking all the selfies and, and all the pictures that we can. It, 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 the lifestyle that people live today, it's all about me. When Jesus came and modeled a lifestyle, it says it's got to be about others. It's got to be about others. We're, we're coming into life group season. Next, this Sunday is, is life group season. And, and, and I feel like you need to join life groups. Why? Because we got to do life together. We, we can't live on an island. We can't, we can't be, be, be this solo people over here. We, we've got to do life together. It's got to be about others. It's got to be about others. And, and I want to say this. I, I want to say this. Parkway Life Church, you are the best otherers on the planet. You are. You, you, you are great. You're great at othering. But, but I think we need to take it to the next level and make it about others, not just us, but make it about others. We, this is an area we must grow in. Romans 12 and 2, Paul says, be devoted. Be devoted. Absolutely sold out in this area. I mean, be devoted. Absolutely committed to this area. Be devoted to one another in love. He says to honor one another, oh, this is tough, above ourselves. Honor one another above ourselves. That's, that's, that's what othering is mean. So, so, so what does this mean? What does othering mean? This is what othering means. Christianity, it's a, it's a team sport. Christianity is a, is a team event. It's not a me event. It's a, it's a team event. There's, there's, they, I love to say there's no I in team. There's no I in team. It's, it's about the team. It's about, and pastor says this all the time. He says, 
He says at Parkway Life Church, there are no big eyes and little U's. Why? Because it's about others. It's about serving others. It's about giving our life for others. It's about doing things for others because it's not about the pastor. You go to some churches, it's about that guy on the platform. It's about the person singing. It's about this or that. It's about what kind of, you know, Parkway Life Church is not that team. We are a team about others, about loving others, about giving, our, giving things to others. And, and, and we, we must take this to the next, next level, this, this othering. See, if it was about me and you, how would we have church growth? If it was about just us and us four no more, then, then how would we have church growth if it wasn't about others? we got to understand Christ didn't just die for the church as it is today. Christ died for everyone. And we have got to have our life living for others, giving our life and serving others and doing this deal we call othering. So, so how would we have growth in the church if it wasn't about others? I, I love... In some of our staff meetings sometimes, some of you never hear this stuff, but, but sometimes we sit there and we think, you know, I know some people like this song and some people like this man and like this and that. You know what, you know what our pastors and our, our, our pastoral team is all about? We, we want to help you and make it the best we can for you, but we want to let others know about Jesus Christ. We want to make our message and formulate our message, and, and, and it's the same message it's always been, but we've got to tell others about Jesus Christ. We want to attract others with the word of Jesus Christ. We're trying to give music that will attract others and grow the church. It's, it's because this church is, it, it is about others. It's about others, and our life has got to sort of model that just as Jesus did about this othering. We, we must be about others. I love the story. This is a war story in, in, in Somalia. Some of you have maybe read the book. You may have seen the movie called Black Hawk Down. Incredible, incredible story about a moment in, in Somalia when the United States went in. And they were policing the area. There was all these rebel insurgents, and they were going crazy. They were trying to take over the government, and the United States stepped in. As to police the area to stop this governmental overthrow. And as we were doing this, true story, there, as they were doing this, a Black Hawk helicopter full of, uh, full of, I believe it was Army or Marines, I don't even remember, but some of our military force, there were six people in this helicopter. It went down right in the middle of the village. And I, I got to think if, you know, I'm sure the military has a lot of people. I'm sure they have more and more people. I mean, Sebastian Lowe in, in our church just joined the military. We, we have military vets in, in the room. You have husbands or wives or, or sons or daughters in the military today. I mean, our military force is unbelievably strong. But our military made a decision that those six people, when they went down in that village, those six people, they, they, they didn't even know if they were alive at the time, but, but they thought this. They said, they said, those six people, we, we've got to go in there and we've got to get those six people. We've got to go get our military that are down. They didn't know if they were alive. They didn't know if they were dead. Uh, all they knew is that they're possibly surrounded by, by hundreds and hundreds of, of, of rebel insurgents with machine guns and, and, and missiles and all kind of things. And, and they made the decision. The plan was to go in to the middle of the city and get those six wounded 
or dead soldiers, even if they were all dead, they said this. They said, leave no man behind. I'm sure in the thinking, of, the thinking process was like, yeah, they're probably dead. If, if they didn't die in the crash, they'd probably been shot by, 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 the, by, by these insurgents. But, but the military commanders, they were like, we're going to go in, we're going to get them. And, and I'm sure they were thinking, you know what? It's, it's going to cost the lives of a lot of other people. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. But they said this. They said, we're going to leave no man behind. We're going to go in and we're going to get those six and we're going to come out. And, 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 and I, I believe that that is the message of the church, that, that, if, that, that, that we need to leave no man behind. If we know about the story of Jesus Christ and we know what, what Jesus Christ has done with us, we have got to know that there is some people out there that we cannot leave behind. We have got to let them know about the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. This is not just the motto of the military, but it's the motto of Jesus Christ to leave no man behind. It's, it's, it's about others. It's not about me. And sometimes othering requires a lot of effort. Sometimes othering requires a lot of, of, of work to get, and, and, and to get into there and to let them know about the... But, but it's some things that we need to do. And, and, and othering has got to be what we are doing. Othering is the way that we need to grow. It's not about me. It's about others. The Bible is full of this thing. Others. To love one another to honor one another, to stop passing judgment on one another, to instruct one another, to serve one another. And, and I could go on and on and on and about the one another's in the Bible. It's a lot about others. And it's full of the theme. It's full of the theme of othering. But tonight, I, I wanted us to take a look at, at how we can do the growth in, in othering. How, how can we grow in this area of, of getting out of ourselves and start othering? And even though the Bible's full of them, and I, I have a, a list of, of one another's in the Bible, and I made copies you can have at the end of service that'll be out on, on the deal. There's 59 scriptures on one another's, and I, I could spend all night talking about these one another's and doing this othering. But I wanted to stop, and I wanted to think about two of them tonight. And then you do your homework on all the other others and the ways that we can do this othering. But I wanted to spend a little time on the two tonight. And the first thing is this. What, what is this. what does it mean to other? What does it mean to other? What does it mean to other? The first thing is this. Is othering is about carrying. Othering is about carrying. Galatians 6 and 2 says this. To carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. To carry each other's burdens. Well, Brandon, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got, got enough burdens of my own, right? Right? i got enough burdens of my own. Raise your hand if you're there. I mean, i got enough. Well, the Bible says to carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If we're going to be devoted to each other, if we're going to be devoted and committed to each other, then we must learn to help carry each other's burdens. We got to learn to carry each other's burdens. See, there's times in my life where I have had burdens so much that I needed other people to depend on. 
I've had burdens in my life to where it got so heavy and so hard that I needed to depend on a brother or a sister in Christ to help me along. There's been times in my life where I needed a brother's shoulder to depend on because I couldn't make it on my own. I wasn't going to be able to make it through, and I needed that shoulder. I needed that, that arm. I needed that person praying for me. This is the deal. We can't live on an island. And too many Christians live on an island. I I want to live my life alongside my brothers and my sisters in Christ. I want to do, as this church always says, I want to do life together. I want to do life together. I want to do life with you. And to do life with you means that you're going to have to carry my burdens. I'm going to have to carry your burdens. We're going to have to carry their burdens. They can't do it alone. The, 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 the grace and mercy of, and then this, this message about grace and truth, they can't do it alone. They need you and they need me. And then we need to get in this together. We, we, we can't do it on the island. We got to do life together. I need you. And you need me. We need each other. We got to other. And in other, if we're going to other, that means that we got to learn to carry each other's burdens. Yes, there's times when you can carry your own burdens. Yes. There's times when you can carry it and it seems like no problem. I got this down. I can get through this on my own. But there's some times in life where you can't carry that burden alone. That, that coworker that doesn't even know Jesus Christ, there's sometimes they can't carry their burdens alone. And they need you and they need me to step in and help them carry their burdens because we can't do life alone. We got to sometimes carry each other's burdens. When, when my dad passed from this life, I'll never forget the day. I'll never forget the day, the hurt and the pain in those woods all alone by myself, talking to my mom on, my, on, on the phone. And I was out there all alone. And, 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 and maybe you know the story, maybe you don't, but there was, my, my dad passed away in a hunting accident. And I was, it was tough. It was the day after my birthday. I'll never forget. But at that moment, that is the lowest point of my life. At that moment, I could not face life alone. I needed somebody to depend on. And, and, and man, the, the, the burden of that, I hope you never, maybe your burdens have been a hundred times worse than this. But I remember that day in those woods, and I'm telling you, I was crushed. The weight of the world was on my shoulders, and I couldn't live life another second. And there was people I didn't know around showing up to help look and search and, and all these things. But I'll never forget. I'll never forget looking down the road and Kimuel Haygood and Pastor Keating I could see their face and you know what they were doing to me they were running at me I didn't even feel like I could move a muscle the weight of the world was so strong I had no strength I couldn't do this I couldn't live life I couldn't go on and I looked and my two brothers were coming down the road running me 
And they came down there, and my brother was there, and, and then we, we, they, they just grabbed us. And I didn't even, he must be super strong. He just grabbed me, and I remember him and Kimmel just picking me up. And put me down and praying and we cried. And we, but you know what? At that moment, you know what I felt coming into my life? I felt the strength coming back. Because why? Because brothers were there with me. And they were helping me to carry my burden that I was going through. That is why we have got to be about others. We got to be, if pastor wouldn't have been there that day, I know there's other brothers or sisters of mine that, that, that would pick me up and carry. My wife at times has been there. Our family has been at different times. And you can tell the same story that I'm telling. But there's times in our life we need others. We need others. We need others. We need others. And if we are going to be the others, let me, there's going to be times I need you. There's going to be times when you need me or you need the person to your left or the person to your right or the person in front, or the person three rows behind you that you don't even know at this moment. But in that moment, you need them. This church is about others. It's about othering. And if we are going to other, then the first thing that we must do is we must learn to carry each other's burdens. We got to have so much care for each other that we pray for each other. I, we, I've already said it. we got the greatest pastor in the world, but I need you praying for me. You need me. Tony, there's been times where you need the church or, or they've needed you, different, different people. And you, you know of times where, where, where we can't isolate ourselves on an island. We need to carry each other's burdens, and we do that by praying for each other, caring for each other, texting each other, calling each other. We got to do life together, church. We got to be about others. We got to other. We got to be the greatest others on the planet. And if we're going to other, then we got to learn to carry each other's burdens. When you hear someone in a situation, it should be your first instinct. Not even thinking about it. We should be the greatest others that when we hear of a situation, we immediately go to our knees in prayer. We don't have to think about, well, somebody else is probably praying for them. No, 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 we immediately, as a church, as a church of others, we, we get concerned and, and we pray for them. We call them, we text them, we blow their phones up because we, we care about others and we are there to carry each other's burdens. We got to carry each other's burdens. You go to the doctor, you get a bad report. Don't hold it to yourself. Call the church, call somebody else. Why? Because we're a church that we're others. We want to help you in your situation. We want to pick you up when you're down. When, when you're raising your kids and you hit wit's end with them, we, we need each other that we can go to and say, hey, I need you to pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. Would you pray for me? We got to be, we got to be the church that carries each other's burdens. You, you get laid off from a job and all of a sudden you feel that burden I got to know my brothers and sisters are helping me along the way carry that burden, that weight. Because when they do, it just makes it a little bit lighter. We know we can make it because we got others helping to carry our burdens because we can't do life alone. This message came from a video I saw a few weeks ago. And 
I, I, I've never even seen this movie. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's, it's called uh, Lord of the Rings. And then um, I, I forget about what it's called or whatever. So, but, but I saw this video on YouTube the other day. I've never seen the movie. I don't know much about it other than it's about it. And it's not a true story, okay? So don't go home and think this is a true story. But this Lord of the Rings, it's their books, they're, there's, there's movies. They, 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 uh, they, it's about a hobbit that has to carry this power ring. That's a ring, I guess. And he gets this ring. He's got to take it because whoever gets this ring, a bunch of bad things happen to him. He's got to take that ring over and, and, and he's got to destroy this ring. Not a true story, just remember. So this hobbit's carrying this ring to the place where it can be destroyed. And as he gets closer to where he's going to take it, it's this place where he's going to put the ring in and the ring's going to be destroyed. As he gets closer, the ring gets heavier. It's not a true story. As he gets closer to it, the ring gets heavier. And he's walking and he's trying to take it to this place. And, and, and every step he takes, man, this, this, this ring he's carrying. And, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he, it's so heavy. And the closer that he gets, the more burdensome that this, this ring gets. Not a true story. And, and the hobbit gets closer and closer. And, and he can see the point where he's got to take this ring and get it destroyed. He's got to take the ring and throw it in there and it's going to be destroyed. And the closer he gets, man, he, he can't even carry it no more. And, and he falls and he's like, oh, oh I, I've got to get it there. And, and he gets up and... He's got this ring, and he's stumbling, and it's heavy, and takes another step. Oh, it gets heavier, and oh, oh I, I can see where I need to go, but I, I and, he, and he picks it up, and, and this happens time after time after time to where eventually he gets to the point where he just can't pick it up anymore. And end of the story walks his friend, Sam. I believe that's his name. And Sam's looking at this hobbit, and he says, I'm here to help you. Let, let, let me carry it. Let me, let me carry it. And the hobbit's like, no, I've, I've got to. This is my burden. I've got to carry it, and it's heavy, but I've, I've got to do it. And Sam's like, well, let me just. He says, no, 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 no. I've got to do this. You, you can't do this. It will destroy you. Not a true story. And, and he's like, ah, but, 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 but let me help you. And, and the, the hobbit gets back up, and with all the strength he can, and he's walking, and takes another step, and and he falls again, and he, he's holding this ring. And Sam, at this, at this point, he, he looks over to the hobbit. He, he, he sees him. He can't make another step, and he sees the hobbit. He can't, can't pick it back up. He, Sam bends down, knowing that he can't pick up the ring. What he does is he picks up the hobbit places the hobbit on his shoulder. And he says these words that ring so true in my life. He says, I know I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. And I want to say as a church, we cannot fully carry other people's burdens. They're their burdens. Sometimes they're the ones that got them into the burdensome place in the first place. And if we help them too much and get them out of it, they're going to get themselves right back in. We cannot fully and are not capable of going in and taking their burden from them. But as a church, 
There's got to be points in our life as a person comes to the altar, as you pass them on your job, as you're at home and it's your husband or your wife or your kids, and you see that, you see that they can't carry that burden anymore. We've got to be the church that is so crazy about others that we are not concerned about our life at that moment, but we reach in and we say, I can't carry your burden, but I can carry you. And we are there to help. And we can instruct them to the one that can carry the burden. We can point them back in the direction and go, hey, I can't carry it, but I know the one who can carry that burden. And we've got to pick them up. If we are going to other, we have got to be a church concerned about carrying each other's burdens. Carrying each other's burdens. When was the last time you called somebody and said, hey, I was thinking about you. I was praying for you. That needs to be our daily, our daily thing. Our daily thing. Number two, first thing others, if we're going to other, we've got to learn to carry others' burdens. Number two, Othering is about encouraging. Othering is about encouraging. Hebrews 10 and 24 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another, one another on towards love and good deeds. Now, now don't look at the word spur and think i got to get my cowboy boots out and my spurs and I'm going to spur them in and I'm going to spur them in. That, that's not what it's talking about here. It, it continues saying Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting together, not giving up the meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Encouraging one another all and all the more as you see that great day approaching. These are the days. Who should be the most encouraging people on the planet? Christians. Who needs to be the church that, that is the most encouraging church ever? Parkway Life Church. On your job, you shouldn't be the one that's discouraging over on the side going, man, I hate my job. I just like my boss. And you know what? We need to be the people reaching in and going, hey, I know you're having a tough day, but hey, you're doing an awesome job. You look great on the job. You, you, we need to be the people that are encouragers, the picker-uppers. In 2017, everything you see on the news, it's discouraging. I mean, somebody's going to find somebody discouraging through the day, and they're going to put it on the news. We need to be the people. If we're going to be about others, it can't be just about us. It's got to be about them. It's got to be about others. We need to be a people that are encouraging in every day of our life. We need to be an encourager. I pray that the spirit of encouragement falls in this place tonight to where you're, when you go home tonight, your husband or your wife, if they're not here, they're like, man, you, you sure are making me feel good right now. Or your kids, when they, when they go home tonight, you, you need, they need to be, man, mom, what happened to you? Man, dad, what happened to you? And you, you, you're just encouraging. I pray that the spirit of encouragement would fill this place tonight. I know it's midweek. I know you're tired, but guess what we're fixing to do? We're going to take a time out. A lot of times we take a praise break in here. Right now, stand up with me, please. 
Right now, we're going to take an encouragement break. A lot of times we worship God during the middle of service. Right now, I want you to find two or three people around you and just encourage them. I, I want you to encourage them right now. Just take an encouragement break. Tell them something good, that they're looking good. You encourage them right now. All right, go ahead and find your way back so I don't have to hold you all night right here. I got a few more encouraging things to say. I know it's midweek. I know it's everybody's tired when you came in. But do you see what just happened? I just looked around this room. Everybody, 99% of the people in this room, all of a sudden went from, I'm bored on a Wednesday night and with that guy. Please be quiet and let's go there. To like, wow, this is incredible. I'm smiling and I'm happy. I looked around. There were smiles all over the place. You know why? Because you just encouraged them. There was a spirit of encouragement that fell on them when you looked at them and whatever you told them, I hope it was good and not bad because I said encouraging, not discouraging. You can be seated. You can be seated just a little bit more. You're going to find out this. If we're going to be about others and we're going to be this othering church, that, that, that we've got to be an encouraging church. We've got to be a church that encourages not just here but outside these walls. This world needs encouragement. The people on your job need encouragement. Your kids at home need encouragement. Your wife needs encouragement. Your, your husband needs encouragement. Pat them on the back. Husband, I know it was only one time that you did dishes this year, but you did them better than you've ever done them before. I promise you he'll probably be back in there the next, well, maybe a month or so later on. But see, this is the deal. When you encourage somebody, it lifts them up. It makes them feel better. People are depressed and, and pushed down constantly. They need people that can come and lift them out. And you know what? I know it's about others, and I know encouraging people is about others. But do you know what? When you encourage people, man, it's really going to come back to you. When you, are, when you become an encourager and you begin to encourage someone, you become encouraged yourself. It makes you feel better. And I say that, that, that we need to be encouragers. It's not about me. It's about others. Sometimes some of the most encouraging things that, that I've been able to do has been on my worst days. When I wasn't feeling good, and I didn't feel like being worked that day, and my boss just ha hounded me. And I was in a group of a bunch of men, and, and they're just griping and complaining about everything. And I just got out of, a, out of my boss's office, and it was not pretty. He didn't tell me what I needed to hear. And I came in there, and they were just, and I came, hey, can we just say one good thing per person in here right now just about each other? I don't And a bunch of firemen, and they don't like doing that. But it's so funny when they start going, well, you know what? The other day, you said, and, and it's like all these big tough guys become these little sweet, little funny rap. I mean, it, it's just a little weird, but, but, it, but it's pretty cool because all of a sudden, you know what they say later? You know what they say? Thank you for turning the, that, take, thank you for turning the, the station there or whatever. You know, thank you for turning the tide right there because we were negative and it was just, uh, we were upsetting. But man, it feels so good in here now. The spirit of encouragement. And if we are going to be about others. We need to be encouragers. We need to be encouragers. When you see somebody sad, encourage them. When you see somebody down, encourage them. It, it's real easy if you were to come up here and grab my arm. I'm a pretty big guy. I could get the smallest person in here. You could probably pull me off this platform. But it's hard 
to pull that same person back up. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to be a discourager. And it is hard sometimes in the midst of discouragement to be that encourager, but I promise you, you can find one good thing out of every situation. I'm still alive. I made it through. You know what I mean? You, you, you can find. So, so have that spirit of encouragement. And if we're going to be about others, then we need to be encouragers. We need to make it our mission in life to be encouragers. And there are many ways, many other ways other than carrying each other burdens and encouraging each other. There's many other ways. And I just wanted to just sit on these, these two tonight. And, but, but, but when you go home, there's many other things that we can do for others. If we're going to be othering church, if we're going to be an othering church, there's a lot of other things that we can do, like encourage each other. Did I already say that? Oh, we can, uh, First Thessalonians, we can encourage each other. That's another one. Uh, we can encourage another one. There's another one. Uh, don't grumble. Love one another. There, there's a lot of good stuff in these these pages, and I want you to go home, and I want you to look at that, and I want you, I'm going to challenge you. If we're going to grow, if we're going to have growth in our own life, we're going to apply these things to our life because that's what the Bible says, that we're going to do that to each other, even if it's people that's not even in Christians. We're going to encourage them. So if we're going to be others, that's what we need to do. It's important to grow. It's important to grow physically. You know, when you were a baby, you didn't want to stay a baby, right? I mean... Maybe you did. You're like, please, somebody feed me, wipe my rear end. Maybe you like, you like that, you know. But, but you had to grow. It's important to grow, right? I mean, it's important to grow physically. It's important to grow mentally. We, we need to grow mentally. Read books. You know, learn things. Learn new things. Try to learn something new every day. Mentally. And to grow spiritually, which we're talking about. We need to grow spiritually. This is some of the ways that we need to grow. It needs to not be about me. It needs to be about others. It needs to be about others. See, when you were born, you were all a seed. When, when you were that seed, you were, it's like your seed, you were planted in the ground, okay? If, if you're a farmer, you take the seed, you plant it in the ground. You expect it to grow. You are that seed. You, you were put into the ground. You were one seed. You put it in the ground. Eventually, in your life, maybe mentally, physically, spiritually, you begin to grow. You, you begin to break through the ground. And all of a sudden, in that ground, in your life, there, there, there's, a, there's a, a plant that starts to grow. And it breaks through the ground. It's so pretty, a little cute little plant. I mean, it's nice. It, it, was, it didn't stay a seed. It grew. Eventually, that... Eventually, that, that little plant grows to a, a small tree. And eventually, that tree, small tree, grows into a large tree. It's a pretty tree. It looks good. When I was in fourth grade, we planted a, a bulb underground in front of the elementary school. It's in front of the, it's down the old Silby Highway now, uh, right behind the middle school, the school back there. I don't remember what uh, primary school. In front of the old building beside the primary is a tree. That tree was planted by my class. It's a beautiful tree. But see, in your life, you were the seed. You broke through the ground. You're the small tree. You're eventually going to become the big tree. Well, eventually that big tree grows something else. It starts becoming something like, like an apple. It starts growing apples. And you know what's in that apple? It's seeds. All of a sudden, that tree's not about that tree anymore. 
all of a sudden that tree is about a lot of other trees that grow out of that tree from those seeds that it grows. Each seed produces more seed because that tree, a tree, if it was all about itself, it would be a beautiful tree, but it would eventually die and just be a tree. But you can take an apple off of an apple tree and you can find an apple that's full of seeds and you can plant those seeds back in the ground again and more trees can grow. Why? Because trees are about others. It's about continuing the growth and growing and, and growing these seeds and, and producing more. And, and we have got to be that. As a Christian, you're a seed. You're a small seed. Would you stand? When, when, you, when you introduced your, when, when you came to Christ and you met Christ at first right away, you, you repented and you received the gift of the Holy Spirit and you were baptized and, and you were that brand new seed. But that seed is not all about that seed. That seed's about others. And we as Christians have got to become about others. In fact, I, I wanted to do this at the end of tonight. I wanted to just spend a little time. If you feel comfortable, I want to invite all of everyone around the